0: We're hell-bent for leather this week on Hit the Light Podcast with part two of Judas Priest.
1: The Hit the Light Podcast featuring Big Frog and Michael Castleberry is on the air, covering classic metal and comedy from San Diego, California. So now sit tight and hit the light. The Hit the Light Podcast is recorded live and uncensored. Big Frog in particular is not politically correct, so please don't be offended. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hit the Light podcast with me, Big Frog. And as always, I'm Mike Castleberry. And this week is part two of Judas Priest. Basically, I think we're gonna pick up right around where it was like the breaking point of Judas Priest for me, which was Unleashed in the East. Yeah. That that's where like all the songs that we that other people had heard on on other albums that we heard on Hero Hero were like just brought back to life like in a new way so like for example Exciter Running Wild The Sinner the intro to The Ripper is like the fucking most epic thing ever
0: oh I was I was uh, about to mention that like it's one thing when you listen to The Ripper um, on the album version yeah it's a whole other thing when it's live, yeah. And he fucking nails that change. Yeah, that it's like I, I can't even like begin to imitate that. Right. No. You know, it's like you're in for a surprise. You're in for ah. Yeah. It's like so fucking high <laughs> and, and and
1: and piercing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like in mid word the way he does that, and yeah, when you listen to that live, it's like holy shit yeah it's because it's a one thing a lot of people can fucking sound good in the studio right you know you get a million takes to get it right you know you're doing it live that's it Mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm not gonna look too heavily into it and then find out this is like a kiss alive scenario where it's like mostly in the fucking right yeah (laughs) i don't want that to be true
1: yeah i actually don't think so yeah because you know in in those days for the most part they wanted to make those albums as cheaply as possible. Yeah, you know? and that's and that would kind of you know mess the whole purpose is if you go back
0: and kind of do the whole fucking thing again. Yeah, you know. Um, it's one thing when Kiss did it because yeah. it was it that was, was a, a calculated move. Yeah, it was a calculated gimmick because yeah. the whole problem they were having was not being able to capture the live sound. Right. On an album. Right. And the albums weren't selling well, but the shows were selling out. Right. People wanted to see the spectacle. Right. But they weren't buying the record. So they're like, well, how the fuck can we do both? And they're like, well, we do a live album. You mm-hmm. know, Frampton Comes Alive is a big thing. Mm-hmm. So, duh, live album. And then it's heavy air quotes because they just, they, I mean, apparently they recorded the shit. Over, you know, a couple of nights, so, so, uh, you know, somewhere, Mm -hmm. and then did overdubs and re recorded shit Mm -hmm. and this and that to make it sound better because, you know, live is sloppy and this and that because, you know, they're in giant suits and Mm -hmm. fireworks are going off. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so it's like, how can we make it feel live? So, they, uh, as near as I can tell, they probably ran through the songs again and played it mostly Mm live-ish in the studio. But according to, you know, the producer, the one guy whose shit mostly stayed was uh, Peter Chris's.
1: Right, because you you gotta, that's the time. You can't mess with the time. Anything else, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm the biggest Ace fan in the world, but he flubs notes in in solos routinely, you know? But that's because he's going for it, you know what I mean? And, And whatever, that's... It's fine. Yeah, they want to fix it. That's
0: fine too. I don't really care. Yeah, with Priest, I feel like they're in a different situation. They weren't. They weren't trying to do a live record to try to like salvage a career, right? Because it's you know they they were they're, chugging along. They're chugging along. They're doing fine. Yeah. They were. I do think it was, you know, a little bit of a calculated move in the sense that they were chugging along, but they were never at the height of some of the other bands in the 70s. Right. So Deep Purple was bigger than them. Oh, yeah. Black Sabbath was bigger than them. Yeah. Led Zeppelin was bigger than them. And people thought they were new, but they had been around, like, the whole time. Yeah, Yeah. people were acting like, yeah, when they finally put out British Steel mm-hmm. you would have thought that was like their first album the way people act about it right it's kind of like a Pantera with Cowboys from Hell where that shit was like their fourth album yeah but but it's still one people canonically know. it's their first yeah. if you ask them right but Priest they do uh, Unleash in the East like you said it was taking the older shit um meddling it up more mm-hmm. kind of repackaging it and being like this is what fucking Judas Priest is now right like they were like okay they picked their line their lane finally mm-hmm. and we're like this is the lane we're gonna fucking be in and I think this is our path to success mm-hmm. and so by having that album you know it's it's a trip because it's a lot of people consider one of the best live records yeah of all time I think it is um it's you know we mentioned it in our live albums episode and this and that yeah but um and you
1: know if you if you if you're so inclined you got to go back because there's um there's like seven inch J- japanese that has bonus tracks on it rock yeah. forever's on it delivering the goods help for leather starbreaker which is a sick ass version of starbreaker yeah so you got to get those you yeah. know
0: uh those are on every li- at version I've listened to. Oh, just they are? Because it's when I listen to, like... Um, I, I listen to all this shit on, like, Amazon Prime Music. Right. So you get, like, the digital version, and they generally have, like, the bonus tracks. Yeah, see, the original Mixed version it. that we had was
1: just a single album. So it was, like... And even with even with these added <clears throat> um, songs, it's still not the whole concert. Yeah. So there's still, like, some, some shit there. I don't know.
0: I keep, I keep saying uh, I'm going to harp on this one and it's never gonna happen for me yeah so i want to see i want to hear more of those songs like brought back to life right like, re-recorded or yeah. reinterpreted by priest because like songs like rock yeah it's it's a cool kind of you know almost southern rock song sound yeah. thing but when you listen to it when it hits the chorus it's got that galloping line, right it. right so yeah. it's got like the ingredients to what Right. You know, metal becomes later in it. It, does. it <laughs> does. And I like to hear it just more metaled out. And I'm probably never going to get it. But yeah. Yeah. But you know, but some you know people,
1: what? Hey, they they when they start running out of things to do, something like that might be yeah. uh,
0: an option. You, you know, know what I mean? it's because it's funny. Like some people do do that. Like yeah. uh, Graham Bonnet with his. Oh, he's Bonnet, doing everything. Yeah. Now. With his Graham Bonnet band before he r- decided to repackage that as Alcatraz. Right. Um, he did a double album where the first you know the first one is all new shit for that album right and then the entire second one is re-recordings of shit from his past right so right. it's a it's a bunch of rain it's rainbow shit yeah. and alcatraz shit anything and his name's on
1: yeah yeah
0: he can pick from yeah
1: so that's so. yeah that's cool yeah so that that might be a thing um the thing, Well, the thing about Priest is, like, they're still ongoing. Yeah. You know, like, their last album kicked ass. Oh, know? for sure. So, and that's one thing that I wanted to get into, too. I got into it a little bit last week, but then I looked into it a little bit more. The dude who produced, at least in the East, and the subsequent albums, his name is Tom Allum. Okay. And he's back. He's the, He did Firepower with Andy Sneap. Hmm. right and the thing that the that fucking strikes me is why isn't this guy producing like every metal band who ever has any trouble with sound (laughs) you know i mean if imagine if metallica made an album with this yeah the way fucking firepower
0: sounds oh it fucking sounds great yeah
1: i mean fuck everybody would be happy everybody would be happy (laughs) with it you know I mean, I don't know. The, the dude, he does some fucking awesome, awesome shit. Every album that he's made, I like, except for, you know, Turbo. Because yeah. Because that was, I mean, it was uh, "Screaming for Vengeance. Fuck, yeah. The metal album. Yeah. And then Defenders of the Faith came out, and it was like, well, Lord, is this the metal album? I don't know. Yeah. You know, and then Turbo.
0: But, you know, it's... It's funny with Defenders, uh, well, we'll probably jump into this a little bit more in a mm-hmm. minute here, but uh, there's a lot of this weird hindsight being twenty-twenty mm-hmm. uh, revisionism, you see, because when I read about it, it gets flack, for, I've seen it get shit for not being, because it it being kind of a continuation of Screaming for Vengeance Right not upping the ante more Right like it's just a lot of people are like oh it seems it sounds like more of the same Right but at the same time when it's more the same and that same is like one of the best fucking metal albums ever uh-huh. recorded you know sometimes That's you, what I wanted I Yeah I wanted more of the same you, Sometimes just don't fuck with things that don't need to be fucked with Yeah man. like if it's if it's you know, not broke. Don't fix it. Exactly.
1: And then they wait and f- try to fix it on turbo. Yeah. And you know what? And a lot of that shit is like, okay, let's see. Uh, turbo's 1986. So, yeah hair metal is happening yeah. and they feel like they have to make an adjustment.
0: Well, yeah. But you
1: don't make an adjustment when you're you're like the best one at doing what you're doing right now.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's, you know, yeah, you're, you put out two killer albums in mm-hmm. a row. Um, you know, you started off the 80s with like a classic, classic, classic metal album mm-hmm. and you built on that formula. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, point of entry was a little bit of, that's you um, know that one, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It, it's I feel like point of entry like kind of got rushed out there. I think it was like they got more momentum than they thought they were going to with British Steel, mm-hmm. and then it was like it feels like one of those albums that the record label makes you do. Right. So it almost feels like shit that was like leftovers from right. British Steel and yeah, that, and there's you know, cool but, shit on it. Yeah, like if
1: if if one of your albums that's not one of your best. Still has three or four kick-ass songs on it. Oh yeah. Then you're good. You know yeah. what I mean. So that I mean, that's good. That's like a little blip, or yeah. whatever. And some people really love that record.
0: Yeah, heading to the highway is like a classic. Oh yeah. Song. Yeah. Desert plains. Desert plains is sick. There's there's not a whole lot on it that I particularly dislike. Right. So. It's just
1: like it, it. It's just like seems like it could have been better. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I think what that came out in like 81 or 82. Like that. Something yeah, like that. So yeah. it was a pretty quick release. Right. Yeah. yeah. But that was during. That was getting to be that end of that era where you used to get like. It seemed like bands put out a record every year.
1: Yeah. And and toured like extensively. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude. We weren't they, at the. British yeah. Steel was 80. Point of Entry was 81. Screw Revenge was 82.
0: Yeah. Fuck. That's yeah, a that's fucking a lot, lot of work, <laughs> man. And, you know, that's before you got the, you know, the mutlang Yeah. your ass in the studio until it's fucking done. Right. Oh, era yeah. of recording. Which is, that's why, you know, I wanted to lead into that with Turbo. Um, Turbo very much feels like their answer to, like, Def Leppard. Yeah. And it's not glammy, glammy. It's, right. But it's that... Overly polished, yeah, you know, yeah, um, album, and it's got that same kind of feel to it, right? But you know, Def Leppard, whether you like it or not, they kind of were the best at doing whatever that was,
1: right? Exactly, and you know what it is, too, is like Def Leppard, the way that they record that shit could be. The guitars are not like definitively guitar sounding. Yeah, they stay they, they're like glassy. Like it's a guitar in there somewhere. Yeah, but it's but it's a lot of other shit on top of it.
0: Well, it's like I said. We I think we talked about this the other day. Um, you know, I don't want to take too much away from Def Leppard, but I almost feel like almost anyone could have made that up. If like if you shoved. Any band in in that studio with that producer with that mindset, like it almost feels like any almost anyone could have cranked out what that because it's so produced. That's yeah. a, that's his album more than Def Leppard's at me. least as much. But, you know, yeah. that's, I don't. That's why I'm, I'm not a big fan of when like when the producer is like known. -hmm. Like when it's like, oh, this is oh, we're bringing in this guy. Yeah, this is super producer so and so. Right, Rick Rubin. Yeah, it's like it's like he's a member of the band. Like whenever when Metallica was like, we're gonna cut an album with Rick Rubin. Yeah, of course everybody was fucking creaming about that because you know he had done Slayer and shit like that, and then you know he had gotten a name as a producer. And then at the same time, they're coming off of doing multiple albums with Bob Rock. Yeah. And it was, uh, fuck Bob Rock, he's the reason why Metallica sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this guy is going to come in. And they put together a pretty solid album, but at the same time, like a bunch of people bitched about the sound. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. By the way, in in just some random thing, uh, Tony Iommi was giving this uh, talk Mm -hmm. at something... And he just matter factly said, and and we were working with Rick Rubin for the first time and the last time, and he kept going. Yeah, but I guess he wasn't a fan of the experience <laughs> or whatever.
0: What? Yeah, which record did he do with Rick Rubin?
1: Uh, didn't he? He did Thirteen. Thirteen with yeah. Rick Rubin. Okay,
0: yeah. I mean it was a good enough album. Yeah, it
1: was good. I guess. I guess it's just the, uh, uh, you know. I mean, uh, these motherfuckers are like, you know. Oh well I do I do it this way and Tony and yeah. Tony's like, well fuck it, this is Black Sabbath
0: dude. Yeah, you kidding. don't you kind of kinda of need to stay in your lane sometimes. Yeah. Like, you don't go in with like a legendary band yeah. and then I don't know. I mean on some level I it, it doesn't help to not challenge a band, but at right. the same time it's like Right they're kinda of gonna do their thing. Right.
1: People but I don't... mean like like one of his ideas I guess was, you know, for the whole band to, you know, sit around and listen to, like, the first albums, mm-hmm. know, the first whatever, whatever, whatever. And, you know, and to get them in that vibe or whatever, yeah. whatever. It's like, and, and I probably like, yeah, I know what you're saying, but I'm not probably actually gonna sit here and have you watch me listen to them. Yeah. You know, because I just don't wanna do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, or
1: some shit. You know, it's like, we're fucking, you know, they're not kids. You can't, like, If it was the Beastie Boys, you could get the Beastie Boys to do that when you first, you know, whatever. So, yeah. But, no, but uh, this dude, Tom Allen, great fucking producer. To me, it seems like he just fucking turns everything on and gets out of the fucking way. Yeah. And fucking makes everything sound good. Yeah. Because everything, like, on the new, new Firepower, every fucking thing sounds great.
0: Yeah, it sounds great, and it doesn't sound overdone. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like there's 800,000 guitars, and then it's like, oh, I also mixed a little harp in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. I don't like when, you know, this is probably going to turn into a a weird rant thing, episodes we do sometimes. I just don't like when I listen to shit, and there's so much shit, like, woven in there. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I respect it on some level, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I'm like, I don't... Like, how do you fucking do that live? Yeah. Because it's like they mix in all these different sounds, and it's really off... Out there sometimes. Right. With a lot of newer shit. And yeah. it's like, this doesn't sound like a sound you can replicate in a live set. Right, setting.
1: unless it's with a recording. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could just consider that like a real complex sample, I guess.
0: Yeah. That's I don't... Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. That's like... If you're going to make a rock album, you know... You just need a couple guitars, a mm-hmm. drum, a bass, and a singer. Like yeah, and maybe a little bit of keyboard for spice. You know, it's so funny because
1: it's this is actually related in in a in a weird way. I was listening to watching actually. You know how I'm? I'm always looking for like better video. Yeah. So I found a good video of um, the Iron Maiden live after death. Yeah. Thing. So, because it's a DVD, it's not compressed. So it still looks like a DVD, but it's a good one. Anyway, so I put it on because, like, to me, that's really, like, the definitive era of Iron Maiden. Yeah. Right? So I put it on, and it's like, this sounds different than what I remember, right? (laughs) And so I give it a minute, and I realize that it's because that third guitar is not there. Oh. And I've gotten used to hearing that over the last however many years. You
0: got so used to an yeah. extra
1: guitar. And it and it took about 10 minutes. And then I got back into the groove of, of how this sounded. Yeah. And I like it better. yeah, Because it's like everything stands out a little bit more. Yeah. The leads stand out a little bit more with just one backing guitar as opposed to two. And then he and then uh Janet kind of freelances anyways a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> the sound is fuller, but it was already full. Yeah. You know, so in a sense, I I mean, it's cool that they kept him around, they like him, he's cool, he's good guitar player yeah. and all that. Fuck yeah, go Janet. But I'm not he's not really necessary. Yeah. You know, whatever. Anyway, but that kind of goes into your Yeah,
0: well, sometimes, yeah, when you get an extra guitar in there, it does. Because when you get those things where on an, on records they start making these, like they layer so much guitar on there, mm-hmm. you get this fat fucking guitar sound that you realize you, you need an extra guitar mm-hmm. in there live, you know. Because I've seen stuff where you have guys that did that where normally there's one guitar in the band. Right. And then they layered a bunch of shit and they're like, ooh, we can't play this right. live. We need to get a second guitarist and yeah, <laughs> play right. this shit.
1: You know speaking of which one thing that I, that I have to uh <clears throat> get into is is the guitar sound the, the guitar sound in Judas Priest basically that's the biggest difference between the old shit and the new shit is yeah. what the guitar sounds like and the, and right around uh right around uh, Scream for Vengeance they got it right yeah and they haven't really gotten it wrong since you know yeah and um
0: well turbo yeah turbo (laughs) because that
1: that was yeah with the added shit but um but like glenn tipton his his guitar like when you when you at the beginning of you got another thing coming hit those those chords and you let that shit ring out like that that shit's got to be perfectly in tune or it'll start oscillating yeah you know and fucking with Priest, it never does. And it never does live, either. His fucking Glenn and shit is always so fucking perfectly in tune. And I don't know how the fuck he does it. But <laughs> it's, it's really amazing. It's something that I've noticed year after year after
0: year after year. Yeah, well, at some point when you kind of get, you know, the definitive metal guitar sound... Hat to you know hang yeah. on yeah you kind got, you gotta fucking keep up with that yeah you when, gotta nurture you, that you shit. know when you can when you're that dude you know that's the thing is some guys they don't you know like Eddie Van Halen um, he went from having the best fucking tone yeah in music right to I did not like his guitar tone in a lot of them Sammy albums like he kind of got this like. Pussy ass, fucking, yeah, just little twangy. Well, you know lame that lame that... sound to it, but then, then when he'd play old shit, it used that new, the newer tone. Mm-hmm. So it took the balls out of shit like mm-hmm. Panama.
1: Yeah, you know, because he, because uh, Eddie started messing with,
0: um, you
1: know, different old amps, old Fender Tweeds and shit yeah. like that. And he was also messing with those, like, little Steinberger headless guitars with a little body. Yeah, I did not fucking yeah. like that. You know,
0: I, <laughs> the first time I saw that, I was yeah. taking a picture. I'm like, what the fuck was this? Right, and it's funny
1: because it's like, hello. Hey, hello to you. God has blessed us with his presence, cool. ladies and gentlemen, at the library. But, um, yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Right on, dude. So uh, it was, the, that was actually the devil, see, it wasn't God. No. But um, yeah, so everybody's after your sound and you change it up, mm-hmm. you know? And you know what's funny, another thing that uh, that we can get into because like during that same time, there was uh, divisions about, you know, like hair metal. Yeah. Are we going to like this? Or are we not going to like this? <laughs> You know, it's gays or whatever, whatever. Well. For me, like one of the things that, that made me like, like it or like yeah. go to the show or whatever it was, was um, the guitar sounds. You know, like for example, when I worked at the guitar shop, when dudes would come in, they'd be like, hey, how can I sound like George Lynch? Be like, well, fuck, I wish I knew, homie, you know, actually, yeah, just buy this and yeah. fucking, yeah. Um, but like, you know, like George Lynch, I mean, Dockin, you know, it's fucking not a great metal band by any fucking yeah. stretch or whatever, but his guitar sound was awesome, and his like solos were sick. So we'd hear it, We'd I liked it for that, mm. you know, and there wasn't no other, um, there wasn't no, you weren't going to hear that in a pop song or a rap song yep. or anything else, so that was what it
0: was, you know? I do think the irony of that whole situation, though, is when... You know, yeah, the hair metal versus the real metal, and this and right, that. and it was like, oh, all that gay yeah. hair metal shit. It's gay. They're all yeah. wearing makeup and look like girls, bunch yeah. of homos. And then like you had like the gay band leading the fucking charge, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like you didn't, unbeknownst to you, you're, yeah. the, you're secretly listening to the gayest shit of them all. So. You know what's funny
1: is, is I just, uh, I just remembered. You know, from time to time, I I, I talk about like you know we uh, we found the first Black Sabbath album in my friend Ricky's mom's records. Mm-hmm. Well, Ricky's mom, she uh, was a manager at Philippi's, and so she would come home like late, like two thirty after they closed, whenever she come home, whatever. And like I'd be over there, whatever. So I'd talk to her like late at night, yeah. Know, talk about weird shit, and uh, she told me that uh, that Judas Priest was gay, not yeah. specifically Rob Alford, but Just they're Judas all gay. Priest, yeah. and Queen, uh. you know, they, they're gay and they're gay. I'm like, all of them, like, <laughs> he's like, I don't know, but probably, but like, for but sure the, that guy and that guy.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was like, oh, yeah, well, whatever. I mean, I didn't really believe her or anything, but yeah. I, I had a heads up, even as a kid, I had yeah. a heads up
0: on that one. I, I guess
1: I chose to ignore it. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, at some it's you know, at the same time it was that was your slight progressive thinking coming in. Yeah, know, like eh, you listen to it and you are like, well, it's still sick. Yeah, yeah, so, like, I guess. But, 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 what are you gonna do? Yeah, you know, like that's like we said before. Like for me, it was all Rob was already out right. by the time I started listening to Juice Priest, so it wasn't really um, it wasn't a thing. You know, it was just like. Well, this is sick. So yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like, does that make the the music not good anymore? Right. Does is does who Rob Halford you know sleeps with does that affect the guitar sound? Right. Right. Um. Yeah.
1: And you know what? By that time too, I had figured out that there was a lot more gay people than I thought. You know yeah. and some of them let you know, some of them don't, and you never know if you yeah. if you ain't you know if they don't want you to know, you won't know.
0: Well, that's what's so funny about now. You get some of the old timers that are like, ah, uh, the you know, world's going to hell. Look yeah. at all the homos and this and that, and they act like the fact that there's this abundance of homosexuals. Right is showing that this is a degenerate society It's like right. oh they've always been there yeah they just are now We're hiding situation. from you yeah they're <sighs> in a situation where they feel like they're not going to get fucking drugged from the back of a truck right for being open and honest about it so mm-hmm. you get more people so that's why we have pride and this and that mm-hmm. it's like because they're finally feel safe yeah to be who they are and that's fucking great yeah you know? yeah when, I had a friend come out, like freshman year type of thing, and he was like worried that uh his friends were gonna like not want to be his friends. And right. he, like told us and we're like, Okay. Yeah. Like, you know
1: <laughs> you know, we have like this okay, like for for example, this is this is a thing that from what I just said about people not saying that they're gay or whatever it is. And my family that's here, we have i mean i've got all kinds of cousins my grandma had eight kids yeah so that's a lot of cousins right, right. and aunts and uncles and all that none of them are gay that's statistically probably not yeah. true, right so chances are whatever but as far as we know there isn't yeah so on that level um I've never, like, really had to deal with it to where, like, I was really close with somebody and then found out they are gay, <coughs> you know, which, yeah. to me, like, if it was my cousin, it wouldn't matter, Yeah, right? I'd be like, hey, fuck it, whatever, you know, it's cool. Now, if he was my gay cousin from when I was little, would I have gotten tight with him like I did?
0: That's another question I don't really know. Who knows? You know, <coughs> I don't know. I mean, for me, it's funny, because my... Um my dad uh, came from a family of five kids, and uh, three of my cousins are gay. I have three lesbian cousins, wow. two of them are sisters. Wow! <laughs> but um, and it's funny because uh, one of them, her dad's the more the most right wing of all the, oh. of all the family members. So she's not real close with him, even despite the fact that he's been pretty accepting. I think. Of her being a lesbian, right? He's not overly—he ex- doesn't act overly accepting towards other gay people, and she doesn't fucking dig on that. It's like, right. yeah, that's great, you're fine with me, but not other gay people. I like right. that, you know? Yeah, so. <clears throat>
1: yeah, it's rough, man. I mean, you know, just just being with the age difference, you know, it's it's different. Like yeah. just the way we talked, the you know, all that shit was quite quite different
0: oh yeah no i mean in the same token i came from a generation where it was a bit more acceptable Mm -hmm. but it wasn't there yet no i had friends that didn't come out until well into adulthood Mm -hmm. i had a friend that came out as trans several years back Mm -hmm. and she's living her life and she's happy and this and that Mm -hmm. and i would have never known I, I didn't know what the fuck trans was. Yeah, was yeah, school. yeah. It have been like, a, you, you're a crossdresser. like right. that was like, anytime you saw someone, it just looked like a, a dude in a dress and a wig, and you're like, yeah. ugh. Yeah. Like, you always thought it was some weird kinky shit. Like, yeah. And you're, you know, then later you get you learn more about it, and it's like, no, this isn't a sex thing. This is a gender identity thing. This is right. what they feel like. They're right. not just, like, perverts. right <laughs> and, and, you know, big... It, you know, or they might be, but
1: it's not because of that.
0: Yeah, but well, I mean, that's it's it's different than like you know was it Buffalo Bob or whatever? Yeah, tuck yeah. Tucking and putting on makeup and throwing someone in the fucking hole in the ground. Yeah, yeah. That's a different thing. So anyway, Judas <laughs> Priest. <laughs> so
1: yeah, so we don't think Rob has a little dog in a pit.
0: No, I so. think Rob,
1: he does walk his dog supposedly uh, in Balboa Park, like yeah. in south uh, the south side. Mm-hmm. Supposedly that's where he wants to die.
0: You know, it's, I keep saying, like, on one hand, I sort of want to fucking stake out, and yeah. like, oops, oh my god, you're yeah. on, him Halford. But on the other hand, I I, I don't want Rob yeah. Halford to call me a faggot or something. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> Like, because Rob seems like he's very nice to his fans, but I just don't uh, want to bother the old dude. Yeah, either. he might kick you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might kick your phone hey, out of your Hey, check out my, my phone, out. Rob. <laughs>
1: They yeah, don't show him phones.
0: No, I would never want to be that guy. You know, oh, I to into someone and be like, oh, can I take a picture of this or that? You I know just- what's
1: funny is like when you see them, mm-hmm. when you see them and you look at them, and you just kind of lock. you can kind of tell, like, either they're like, go ahead, you know? Or they're like, <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, they give you that look yeah, yeah, of you like where you already well, I, know I, to fuck yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Read body language. Yeah, yeah. like uh, with
1: uh, with, uh, with when I seen Vinny at the at that thing, uh-huh. uh, he was like, "I'll put your cigarette out." You know, he didn't want to be around a cigarette. No, yeah. so I cool. You Real know,
0: cigarette. What was funny to you to me is uh, several years back, I went to Comic Con, and uh, Mick Foley, the pro wrestler, was right. there. But he was—I don't think he was there doing anything. In official, official. Yeah. I just, we were going to see me and. Uh, I don't know how that dude still watched. Yeah, me and Dan Bublitz were uh, going because a friend of his was in some indie sci-fi film that was going to premiere Comic Con, so we we're going to meet him and then watch the movie. And it's pretty cool. It was an interesting movie, and but it was in one of the hotels, so you had to go from the convention center to the hotel. that we're walking through, and I just see Mick Foley sitting at a table. Yeah. Like kind of like talking with a couple people it might have been his daughter and son or something yeah but i'm walking by and uh i caught it out of the corner of my eye yeah so then i was just like wait what and i look because i met him at comic-con years past yeah so i was like wait what the fuck and he saw me look at him right and he just gave me like a thumbs up Uh uh-huh and I was like, hi, like hey, wave type yeah. of thing. And then I just kept going because I feel that's the best celebrity encounter you can have is not annoy them. Right. So like, between that or the time I bumped into Seth Green when he was leaving like the bathroom mm. at the Hilton or something around there, which was funny. That dude's short, but no, it was funny. I bumped into him, and I'm yeah. not a tall guy. He was shorter than me. Yeah. And he was like, oh, sorry. And then uh, a friend of mine, as I came out of the bathroom, uh, he's like, that guy... Looks like Seth Green. i was like probably because was Seth Green. Yeah, and he's like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "You say nothing?" I'm like, "I'm." He's leaving he's, the bathroom, and I'm yeah. gonna take a piss. What am I supposed yeah. to do? Fucking hang he's out, Seth Green. Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, man, I, I like your work. Um, yeah. You want to hang out here in the bathroom? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get
1: acquainted. You know, speaking of little, and, and this this is a fucking this is a bad one. We were uh, we went to Iron Maiden, and. uh, San Bernardino. This, it was one of the first ones when we started going again. So it was like, I don't know. Uh, had to be like eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. And so we went, and uh, my nephews were little at the time. They're huge now. They're like 19 and 20 now at the time. I guess they were like 10, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so, yeah, it was like 10 years ago. And so we're walking out, and they're like, that's we, man, that's we, man, you know, whatever. They're pointing at this guy, right? So I'm just like, oh, man, my fucking nephews are just, like, staring and pointing at this, you know, at that midget, you know, at this little dude, you know, whatever, whatever. And so I'm just like, no, it's not, man. You know, but I didn't really look at him. I was just assuming that they were fucking wrong. And I go, no, it's not, no, it's not. But it was. And then I I look (laughs) at him, and and it was him. And I'm like, oh, and this fool was drunk. And he just looked up at me and he goes, What are you looking at, beef titties? <laughs> and I was like, Fuck you, little bastard. And fucking so he fucking started talking shit back and forth for like It was hilarious. Then, like some dude that I guess like, was his handler or whatever was like, Come on, let's go. Whatever. So he fucking went marching off and shit. But he was a little drunk dude on a mission that night. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I was trying to like look out for him, like not. Having be getting stared at and shit, and then my mother just came out the box on me like that.
0: <laughs>
1: man. Anyways, Judas Priest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this might be an episode that requires editing. Yeah. Uh, because we're we're about halfway through what we usually want to do. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, back to Judas Priest. We got severely distracted. Distracted, but it's fun. It's all in fun. Uh, every once in a while you get the uh, two old guys ramble about nothing podcast yeah, yeah but it's all good
1: good stories man I I, I like that shit I always like all that right. shit
0: let's reel that shit back in because yeah. I think this somehow came off of when we're talking about uh, how great the guitar sound yeah, is yeah great guitar
1: sound <laughs> now okay so another thing too in, in the period between uh, at least in the east is the last um, album with less binks on the drums. Mm-hmm. Then comes Dave Holland, who would later become more infamous, but during this time he was just the goofy drummer. Yeah. Who still had to wear leather. Yeah. And well
0: what's his infamy from? i You know, he uh he's he's convicted pedophile now. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he like He must have been who I was mixing up with uh the dude from ACDC. <laughs> yeah, no, that guy, yeah, he, no, I'd rather be that
1: guy. That guy's having yeah. fun. He's, uh, he was, he's smoking meth birds. and, uh, yeah. you know, hiring hitmen. No, this guy, uh Dave Holland, supposedly, as the story goes, he was doing, like, make-a-wish type stuff, and, you know, this mentally challenged kid wanted to learn to play drums, and he went over there and learned some other shit, too. Jesus.
0: So. Fuck, dude. Yeah. That's, um... Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I said like
1: Les Biggs probably isn't telling people he used to play for Judas Priest anymore he doesn't want to move <laughs> them to think. He's oh, like you're
0: that guy that fucks kids? No, no. Yeah, yeah oh, The other yeah, one. Yeah, that's the not not that one good. Yeah, the um, before that. No, they thought the guy that fucks kids was a better drummer than me. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's fucked. Up. I mean, damn, dude. Hectic. Yeah, like a make a wish kid too. Yeah, it? yeah. Uh, it's like, hey, you want to get your yeah. dick sucked before you die? <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna be the way you want it. <laughs> yeah, but
1: shit, man. Yeah. So that, so that, had, so that's what that happened, you know. And that, but and that was after he was already out of Judas Priest and everything. Oh, that's know? good. Yeah. So, um, and and when he left, they got Scott Travis. Yeah. Which to me, usually. Like, you know, Sabbath, whatever, you know, I'm with the, the original guys, you yeah. know, it's gotta be, you know, in this case, this was a quite a big step forward to get, yeah. he's a much better drummer and, yeah. and really brought this sound to a new place.
0: Yeah, now I won't say, there's nothing wrong with the drums on the previous albums for no. the most part, but when they go into Painkiller, yeah, why? i feel like that's just a statement into itself where the first thing you hear on painkillers <laughs> yeah yeah like they're really fucking throwing it out there yeah and they have a new drummer yeah, and they're check little, this out they're yeah. like check out what we're gonna do with this dude yeah and that song just, you know i go back and forth between what my favorite priest record is yeah. it's either, you know it's either painkiller or screaming for vengeance right it depends on my mood But I will say, whereas Screaming for Vengeance, I mean, it takes what they're doing before and brings it forward, and you're like, oh, shit. They're like, this is, like, they leveled up this sound. Painkiller is like, that record just fucking grabs you by the throat Mm -hmm. from the get-go. I'm like, this is what fucking Judas Priest does now. (laughs) You know? Because it's not, it's not that, you know, it's they, they have a new sound again. Right, they went in that much heavier because that's part of it. Is because that was the time. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you have bands like Metallica and Megadeth and stuff are getting big, like you gotta you you gotta know, get on you that. You gotta get on that shit. So they put out like their heaviest fucking album, mm-hmm. and it's Jesus. It just kicks your ass from beginning to end. Like it does not fuck around. Right. I mean, it doesn't really give you you know a chance to breathe for right. the most part. Like it's. Right. it's gnarly
1: <laughs> and so then it makes perfect sense that it's time to break up now. yeah <laughs> you know um, I guess the you know what the record company I think everybody fucked up because Rob felt like he had an idea he needed to get out there yeah. right, and all this shit the record company could have just said fine everybody take a fucking year off do your own shit yeah whatever. we'll meet back you know they said no he insisted. But he was also wrong because his idea that he needed to do wasn't that great. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't it wasn't worth it in a yeah. in a sense, I don't think. Because then after one album he changed direction again and tried to make like a grungy album. Yeah. And then he did that shit with Trent Reznor, yeah. which was awful. <laughs> you know, and I was busted during that time. And I had heard or read somewhere that that Rob Halford was working with Trent Reznor and whatever, whatever, whatever. And then during that same time, Disturbed came out. And I thought that Disturbed was probably Halford with With uh, Trent Reznor. Reznor. And as it turns out, that was much better than Halford and Trent Reznor.
0: (laughs) It's one of them things, man, when New Metal came out, you're... On one hand, you're lucky enough to have been busted at the time. I yeah. So on the yeah. other hand, it's like ah, all the new white boys coming in listening to shitty music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: It was that that you know I I missed I missed all that shit. So I didn't like you know like when Corn came out, I didn't know who fuck Corn was. Yeah. yeah. By the time I knew who Corn was, they were already like not on the top anymore. No yeah. You know, and uh, and all those like all those bands that. You know, uh, like I call them the American Pie bands, like all those bands that are on the soundtracks yeah. of the movies. I don't know any of them apart from any of the other ones. You know,
0: I don't either. Uh, <laughs> that's my wife's shit, though. Yeah, always. Oh, that's it? what she she likes. That shit, like right. all American Rejects. Yeah, yeah, and lit. And yeah, stuff like that. Uh, you know, I don't know any of them. No, for either. the most part, like I know uh, it's not my thing, but it makes her happy. So, that's what we listen to in the car. Right, <laughs> go, no, no. And you know,
1: and there's nothing wrong with it. It's like party time music yeah. or whatever it is. It's all good. That's it, a good the American I love those movie. movies. Yeah. 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 So, uh, okay. So, Priest. So, Halford is gone doing his thing, which eventually becomes Halford. Yeah. Which was, I think, like the project that I liked the best out of it's
0: all. It's probably a more happy, happy medium. Yeah. Because he kind of sat down and seems like he focused, got a little more focused on what he was doing. Right. where Like, the first Fight album is pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, But then, like you said, then he changed it up. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, though, is the thing I don't get is, yeah, the first Fight album is heavy, and he took, um, you know, he he took his drummer with him, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) Mm -hmm. but he also stayed in, in Priest. Yeah, he
1: returned to Priest. Well, that was five years yeah. that Priest didn't do shit.
0: Yeah, but, so then uh, it was one of them deals where he puts out this heavy, pretty heavy album, right. but it's like you just came off of doing a pretty heavy album. There was nothing on that record that, when I was listening to it today, that felt like it couldn't have been done with Judas Priest. Right, right? You know, yeah. But sometimes you just want your own thing and, right. you know, the record label... Should have just fucking left it. It's like, fine. You want to fuck around for a year? Mm -hmm. Like you said, do your own thing. Mm -hmm. Do your little side project. Mm -hmm. And then we reconvene and everybody's rejuvenated. Right. But instead, the record company, like, you don't get too much of a clear answer on what happened. Right. It's like Rob places the blame square on the shoulders of the record company. Right. Saying that. They they could have avoided it. Yeah. They forced his hand. For him right. to do what he wanted to do, he had to quit Judas Priest. Right. And you know, so it's it sucks. Yeah. But it's weird, that's so weird though that five years passed before Yeah, they, they grab Ripper. Right. Like uh, you know Which the, I mean I guess you know
1: what? If you're paid and you're and you're getting old you're, you know what, you're, you're tired too. Okay? Yeah. Motherfuckers might fucking take a break, whatever, whatever, and then when it's time It's time, and so they got Ripper. And uh, I was watching; um, it's live in London, the DVD Mm -hmm. that that uh, he made with them. And I was watching it today, and there's a couple of things. One, he sounds; he went out of his way to put some Halford in it, yeah, because he doesn't sound like that now. Like if you know. And so he did. so he did that and um and it's one of those things where when you're there in the live experience and the it sounds just like fucking Halford. Yeah. You know? When you watch the tape, it does it doesn't really.
0: Yeah. Well I mean at the same time it's he like they like they snatched up a dude from a, a tribute band. Right. And so he was singing, he was trying to mimic Halford to right. begin with. Which you know, of course, that translates. I think the name of like the band he was in was British Steel, or something yeah, like something that. like that. Yeah, they and weren't he like he was the Ripper, yeah, yeah. And uh, so they it's kind of funny when you pick a guy that's you know, rock name is named after one of your songs, like right. I understand you're picking from a trooper band, it's like, but you just like picked up like a mascot,
1: yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah.
0: And he was great live, right? Um, I mean, he doesn't have that commanding presence that no. Rob Halford does. No. But he has a great voice. Yeah. And he okay. the songs. So a hypothetical.
1: You can go see Priest with Ripper or you can go see Halford the band.
0: I'm probably seeing Priest with Ripper. I am definitely seeing Priest with Ripper. <laughs> because they're going to play all the shit that, the that the I want to hear. Yeah, because... And... Halford's going to do a couple of them. Yeah. But he's going to do some shit I'm not as interested in. Right.
1: And, you know, it was funny because I was watching uh his... The thing that I was watching of his was Rockin' Rio. I think mm. it's was Rockin' Rio 3. Yeah. And there's, like... I don't know, 250,000 people there or something. And they're just, like... I mean, they're going nuts anyways. But I'm like, they have to be not knowing these songs. Yeah. You know, at all, really. like And then... For that one but
0: then he plays Breaking the Law Yeah and all of I mean, a sudden they're, they're awake yeah and they're war with
1: yeah 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 totally. But he only played like five four or five songs yeah. of of Priest. And uh and two of them were not written by Priest, which is so the, you know, he did those two. Oh god. You know, but um yeah. But it was it 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 was cool, but again, those dudes are like they're side dudes. And Rob Halford, you know, it's yeah. not, you know.
0: Well, yeah, that's the thing is like, especially when, you know, for me, like when you're saying who you're going to see, um, you know, Priest with with Ripper, it's still Priest, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's you're still, you still got Glenn Tipton and KK mm-hmm. Downing and, and, yep. and all that shit. Like you have none of that with Halford. Right. Yeah, and if you're in it because I mean I love Halford, but yeah. if you're in it more for the guitar and everything else, yeah, it's not gonna be the same, right? Exactly, you know? exactly. Mm-hmm. So
1: then, the reunion, right? Which uh, I guess if you're like the if you're the guy who got the gig. You're already, like, you just put the, the hourglass. Yeah. You just kind of wait that shit out. Well, it's not going to last forever, most likely.
0: Yeah, and it sound like, especially when you had a breakup that doesn't sound like it was a lot of... Yeah, you know, not a lot of throwing things. Yeah, it wasn't a bunch calling. of anger or yeah. anything. It was it, it was it was a business move. Right. So, yeah, you got to know that uh, when the dust settles and yeah, it's, it's you know...
1: Clock strikes midnight. Yeah, yeah,
0: and it you know, it's more financially beneficial for both parties to reconvene. Right. Right. Yeah, you're gonna fucking you mm-hmm. got to know that, especially when you were when you're plucked out of a tribute band. Mm-hmm. If you're a guy whose sole purpose is to imitate another guy, yeah, you got to know that at some point the other guy's coming back. Right.
1: Now, on that one, on that front, because I was looking at the, at the other ones that were, you know, <clears throat> recently uh, had done the same thing, I would say that because I, um, Halford, like I, I showed you the thing, Halford came once with Iron Maiden and uh, Queen's Ride. Yeah. And I was busted. I missed that yeah. shit. But um, that was on the first tour with Bruce Back. Yeah. Right? So, it was like, I was I was having a comparison of the two, and Priest with Ripper was way better than Maiden with Blaze Bailey. Oh, yeah. You know, so they they made the right call, whereas they made the wrong call. And then I was thinking also about Rainbow with Doogie White, which, again, I think was better
0: yeah. than... There uh, There's a lot of things better than Maiden yeah. with Blaze Bailey. Yeah, it was. Well, good. you know, they took a guy... Uh, We've mentioned this before, where when you start comparing them with Ripper, you might not like the new albums mm-hmm. that he does because those albums are pretty throwaway. Mm-hmm. But the live show is going to be sick, and mm-hmm. he's going to sing all the old songs good. Mm-hmm. With Blaze, you got a couple albums that nobody really liked, and he also can't sing the old shit. Good. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's just bad all around. Like they grab someone that you know you got two eras of singers to that you can cover sort of as mm-hmm. a thing and he can't really do either one of them yeah like he yeah rough going rough yeah. going so I mean nothing against him he's an he's an okay singer for yeah. what he does but he was not a good fit for maiden mm-hmm. and all no so, yeah
1: and so, uh, and so, and so Ripper Owens did, did a good job. He's still doing good. He's got a career kind of this. You know, yeah. so, so yeah, right on, right on for him. He, I, I loved his shit with Yngwie. He, he did two of Yngwie's better yeah. later albums, you he, know. He
0: did a solid, uh, record with Iced Earth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, said he's man. on every fucking rock compilation yeah. he's on that three tremors thing so
1: yeah. he's in dio disciples he does a good job in that and and he doesn't when he sings dio it doesn't sound like Halford it just sounds like him yeah you know, and it sounds good um, yeah so Judas priest if they they should be coming back around
0: have you seen him? I haven't actually. I missed out on the one when they're coming around with Deep Purple. Right. Um, because it was one of those things where I wasn't super interested in the Deep Purple aspect of it. Right. And Halford is kind of deteriorated as a singer. Yeah. So I wasn't super keen on it. Um You know, I I I want to see them. I would say
1: grab a grab some grass. Yeah, yeah, twenty bucks. You know, whatever. You don't have to pay for parking there, uh, which is cool.
0: Yeah. So you know,
1: it's 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 uh it's a pretty good cool deal, and and um, they. Uh, I mean, you know, Tipton's missing, dude, and I wish they would. I wish they would uh, take care of that one way or the other. Yeah. Know? But uh, but you know, it's one of those things. I should mention this too. Priest has always been one of those bands because if you if you look f- for the poster of the new tour, it's Glenn on there. Yeah. Like as if he's going to play. You know, even though they've already said he's probably not. But that's just the way. And you know, it's funny because even back in the days priest was always had they had their presentation and part of their presentation was that like a good half of the posters and shit mm-hmm. was just the three dudes yeah you know the other the uh, ian hill and, and dave holland weren't in most of the posters there was yeah stuff. Like, which is
0: which is ironic because ian hill is the only member that's played on every fucking album yeah you know
1: <laughs> yeah and uh and so like um uh, like I remember one of the main ones that I had was it's Halford standing there and then it's uh Glenn Tipton on one side, kicking down on the other side, and they have their guitars above and crossed like that. Yeah. And that's it, Judas Priest. Yeah. You know, it's like well, you would think Judas Priest is three dudes, you know? Yeah. But yeah. So um all right, I guess we're gonna wrap this one up right there. And so I guess we got one more in us. We got
0: I feel like we've got one more in us. Yeah. So we probably <laughs> we're probably, probably in way or off so track much. on this one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so next time we're gonna talk about like favorite albums, favorite songs.
0: Yeah something let's like do that. that. Okay. A little bit more fanboyish and go into yeah again and go into some of our favorite albums, favorite songs and uh yeah, and we can wrap it up from there.
1: Perfect. All right, so to the next
0: one this is Big Frog Mike Castleberry.
1: And we're out.